welcome to Life and Business in Flow. I'm your host and the mentor to creatives, Kate Adamo. I created this podcast to share about the challenges in my life that led me to running a proactive and sustainable business on my terms. I've always been guided by my intuition and what feels right, and I've never done what they say you should do. I've always done it my way and with authenticity. We'll talk life, health, boundaries, business, brand, finances, worth, and everything in between. Because when we get clear on the foundations and value ourselves, we create not only a sustainable business, but a life that flows. And I want that for you. Thank you for being here. It means the world to me. So today I have the pleasure of introducing you to my lawyer. Just the word lawyer, I imagine, conjures up all sorts of thoughts and visuals, most of them not positive. And you may be wondering, why does Kate have a lawyer? Has something gone wrong? No, quite the opposite, actually. That's the point. Prevention is better than cure. And my husband and I uh, made the decision recently to up-level our contracts as our businesses have grown and added a range of services. And I wanted someone that uh, truly gets me understands my services and most of all was really down to earth without all the business legal jargon that I'm just I'm just not interested in and uh, there was one woman that ticked all of those boxes for me and that woman is Tracy Myla Crane of TM Solicitor and with that welcome to the show Tracy. Okay thank you thank you for such a lovely introduction and thanks so much for having me I'm so happy to talk to you. Yeah, I just thought it was time. It's uh, whether I don't think I shared this with you, but I've actually had you on my podcast guest wish list all year because I knew that at some point I wanted to share about all things legal and contracts because I don't think it's, well, you obviously speak about it a lot, but I know in, in creative circles that I'm in, it's not spoken about enough. So before we dive into all the legal things, firstly, I'd love for you to share just a little bit about you, Tracy, where you live, just a little little background info. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the no BS lawyer, as as mm-hmm. you sort of touched on. So mm-hmm. I've been in the law now for t- just on 20 years. And oh, whenever you say lawyer, the connotations that come to your mind and the mind of most of your listeners are the same that come to my mind. So the dull, dry, boring, inaccessible, I even get conceited up themselves. I've heard it all. And I don't disagree with Well, any of it really. Mm. So I'm that person that's the no BS lawyer and I'm just about doing it differently. And the reason for that is I'm a mum to two little people. I have a husband who honestly, he's the world's most patient man. I think you'd have to be in in this household. We are Canberra based. We are relocating to Sydney next year as a family. And the business I have, my business model is virtual. So I act for clients all across the country. And that really stemmed when my dad passed away five years ago from cancer. And I grew up in the country, small rural town in New South Wales. And the whole concept of access to quality professionals really, really screamed loud during that period when he was really unwell. And it just dawned on me as about the same time, you know what, I want to do a business that's accessible to everyone, regardless of location. And I want to do it in a way that serves me, Yeah, having a life and having a little bit of time with the kids, you know, that that sort of thing, well, more than a little. But same for clients. You mm-hmm. want accessibility. You don't need to spend half a day going into the city to find parking and to have the pleasure of sitting across the salubrious table from your lawyer that you're probably paying for with all their certificates on the wall. No one cares. Yeah. So I've I've sort of I've combated that with this model and clients love it and I love it and it works so well. So that's how I get to do what I do. 
Yeah, that's so great. And this is why we get along. You're a country girl. I didn't realize this about you. So that, yeah. everything. Um, yes, I'm a country girl through and through. Yeah, I love that. And I totally appreciate that growing up in the country as well and why I wanted to do online as well, because it's just to get to those women that are in these country and regional areas that don't have the access or have the dinosaur lawyer in their area who doesn't get what they do. So I love that you've made this online. And so what led you to get into the industry, you know, those 20 ish years ago, was it, was it something you wanted to do from school? Was there a moment or was it just, you know, what happened? How did we get here? I want I had this vision. I wanted to change the world one client at a time. And I thought doing that in criminal law practice would be the way. So I started practicing in criminal law 20 years ago. And my vision was, you know, I want to make a difference. So I've, I've always been, I want to enrich lives and make a difference. So I thought practice criminal law and, and help those in that space. And, and that'll be the way to do it. And I was very wrong. Yeah. Very wrong, disillusioned, naive, all the things. That was not the way to do it. I quickly learned that and I had some fabulous mentors and I landed pretty quickly in my sweet spot, which was commercial litigation. So for the first 12 years of my career, I was in court all day, every day, doing all the things that are really exciting for a young lawyer. It's not sexy like TV. It's not like Suits or The Good Wife or Ally McBeal or any of that. Sadly, it's not. Um but it was it was fun and it was intense and it was cool and it was all the things that you can afford to do when you're young and single and you have no life mm-hmm. um, because the stress levels were insane because there's risk, right? If you, yeah. if you muck it up or get it wrong, there's real serious dire consequences. So I did that for a long time, but I reached a point and, you know, it followed a tale of not being able to fall pregnant and stress and adrenal fatigue and, and all of that. Um, where I had my little boy who's now almost nine Mm -hmm. and I declared then within three weeks, I'm leaving the law, I'm never coming back, I can't do both well. And when it comes to doing both well, my litigation practice or parenting, I kind of figured you don't get a second chance with the parenting. Let's pick parenting. So let's yeah. let's do parenting well and and let the litigation practice go because I knew I wouldn't be able to do both because of the intensity and the demands. And at that point, I was disillusioned with the practice of law, the traditional practice, declared never to return. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I had no clue, but it wasn't this. And so I left. I rang my business partner. It was a very brief conversation. And I was out. Wow. And I ended up landing a teaching gig at ANU at the law school there. And my a very good friend of mine um, was the director of a program there and she just, she coaxed me into it. And so I did that and I loved it. And I did that for five years. But in that time, Kate, there was this concept of respecting you as a person. Mm. And that was foreign to me. I'd never experienced that in the traditional law practice. No one cares, right? It's it's the hours, it's the billables, it's the client results, it's the lunches, it's the, it's all the things. But how you are as a person is wholly irrelevant. So I experienced that, which was amazing. And I was fortunate to have my daughter whilst teaching at ANU. And it was, most of it was done virtually from home. So I could do it whilst raising the little ones. And I was still engaged and I was still enriching lives. And I really had that satisfaction where I thought I'm actually adding real value here to me personally and to my family and to the students that I'm teaching. It was really fab. It was great. But I reached a point where it dawned on me one day in March in 2019, where both of my little ones were going to be in full-time school the following year. And I thought, what do I want to do? Mm. If I stay in academia, I'm here forever. If I stay for much longer, I'm never getting out. I was just about to get myself onto the PhD path. I was about to do all the things you're supposed to do in academia. 
but it just wasn't lighting me up. Right? It was good. It was balanced. There was time, but it wasn't lighting me up. So it wasn't my soul's work. So I thought, you know what? And I was sitting in a chair in the bedroom and I remember it so vividly. Why don't I have a crack at practicing law my way that preserves this time with my family that I've created for myself mm-hmm. and that respects women in business doing what they're doing. And so I can mold my availability around them because they're mums too, many of them, or or they're younger or they're starting businesses. They need the support in a fluid way. Let's have a crack and see if it works. Mm. And despite all the negativity I got from the profession and, yeah, I I got comments like, it's naive, all of it. You're not a good businesswoman even. It's now almost four years. It's thriving. It's great. People love it. I love it. Lights yeah. me up completely every day. Clients love it. Um, we can jump on and do Zooms. Uh, we can we communicate via Voxer. We communicate via email. We jump on the phone. Kate, people don't pick up the phone anymore and have conversations, but we no. do all of that. No. Wherever no. people are. And it works. And it's my soul's work and clients love it. And I couldn't be happier. I love that. It just there's, there's so many paths that we can go on. And you said, you mentioned sort of potentially going down to academia and it's like, well, you're already here. That's what you should do. That'd be the next step. Or there's, there's so many shoulds, but I love that you sat with that and investigated what was on your heart. And this it's, I love that when people follow their purpose, it makes sense and it lights them up and it's, it draws people to it magnetically. And I imagine your business is like, it looks quite successful. And you know, it's, it's successful. There's people coming to you all the time you've got these beautiful podcasts now, like it just, you've, you've done it completely differently. Like I, I don't know too many lawyers who would do a podcast that people would actually be interested in listening to. <laughs> well, there's that. Um, absolutely. Because I wanted to, I wanted to find a way to communicate what I know is super valuable mm. to business owners in a yeah. way that was accessible to them. Mm-hmm. And the reason I came to that, which I guess will segue into um, yeah. what else, what I do in my business, but the reason I came to that was because all those years in litigation, it, it's priceless. The experience is priceless. What I've seen yeah. is gold. And I can use that now, which is what I do in this business model, to educate and empower business owners mm-hmm. to avoid all of that. Because yeah. most of the clients I acted for in those years in, in that litigation most of those circumstances and situations could have been avoided. Mm. We don't know what we don't know, but if clients had done things differently, yeah, if they had known better, if they had known what they needed to know, they could have avoided ending up there. And I'm talking businesses destroyed, marriages destroyed, houses lost, all of it. It's it's significant. You don't end up in court half-heartedly, um, but it can be avoided. So now I don't want to go back to court ever. I really don't. I, it's just, it's not where I want to add value to clients. Mm. Where I want to add value is the front end where I can say to my clients on my podcast yeah. and the resources on my website, in our one-on-one sessions, in the done-for-you work I do for clients, this is what you need to do to yeah. avoid that, that, and that. Let's set you up for success. Let's make sure these pitfalls don't happen to you. And we do that in your documents. And I love documents. I love contracts. So I'm that person. <laughs> yes, you do, but you do them so well. Um, and we, I was going to mention that, uh, touch on that a little bit later on, but since you've mentioned that now, like that might even be a good point to sort of start with of just what are some of those really horrible things that you've seen go wrong? Like, And you mentioned that like marriages, businesses mm. lost, like it gets pretty serious when there's no contracts and things in place. Oh, absolutely. So if we think about it, 
cash flow is the cornerstone for any small business. Mm. So that's a no-brainer. Of course it is. We're in it because we need the cash flow. It sustains the business. But to to ensure that that's reliable, we need to make sure that we are managing our expectations with our clients Mm -hmm. and that we are meeting our legal obligations under the consumer law Mm. because the consumer law applies to us as service providers. So I act for loads of creatives. Mm-hmm. interiors, designers, stylists, all of it. I love it. It's, it's It yeah. really is soul-led work. But you have obligations under the consumer law too. So if you want to work in a positive way with your clients where you are setting yourself up for success and building yeah. long-term sustainable relationships with your clients, building your business off word of mouth and promotion, mm-hmm. you need to make sure that you're doing what you need to do under the consumer law to have that successful relationship. So if you don't have your terms and conditions or your client contracts drafted properly for your business, Mm. one, they might be void because if you don't do things you need to do the way you need to do them, they can be void. So if a client becomes unhappy and they decide that they want to challenge your invoices or they decide they want to challenge your last progress payment or they want to ask for a refund, that's worse. That can be a big hit to a small business. It can be the entire sum they've paid you. They can ask for a refund because all of a sudden their expectations haven't been managed. They're disgruntled at the end and they've found a loophole in your contract or not even a loophole. Something just hasn't been done properly. Yeah. And legally you don't have a leg to stand on and now you've got to go into battle with them. Now, if you're talking, for example, a 10K refund, there is no point going into a legal battle because your legal fees will very easily exceed that 20 to 30K. Yeah. That's cash flow. For a small business, that's big. And it only takes one like that for the threads to start being pulled. Mm. All of a sudden, you don't have your finger on the pulse. You are not in your business generating revenue. You're not doing the client work. You're focusing all of your energy and your time on this issue that could have been avoided if you had had your documents done properly for you. Mm. So it's that client dissatisfaction, those misaligned expectations, challenging invoices, asking for refunds. They're the biggies that can see small businesses start to go backwards. Yeah, there, there's some very good points there. And I'm sure there'll be some people listening to this just going, oh, okay, maybe I don't have those bits. Like, am I open? Am I exposed? So let's dive into that. So I know that there's going to be a lot of value from from this for my community. So let's chat about, I guess, where to start, because I know that a lot of women find that really overwhelming and and sometimes avoid having that done. But I am seeing a shift that a lot more people are open to that now, which is amazing to just like, right, I know I need to invest, but where do I start? So what would you suggest? Yeah, that's a great question. And I love the openness. And first of all, for people that have been putting it off and just putting it in the too hard basket because it's overwhelming or it's confusing, I get it. And I don't blame you Mm. because traditionally, where do you go? Yeah. I want to go and see a lawyer and ask this question. And my stomach just sinks at the thought of having to reach out to someone that I don't know Mm. to start asking these questions. And then are they going to be patronizing or condescending? And am I going to be made to feel stupid? Like, it's just, it's not pleasant. The answer is it's not like that anymore. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming like that anymore. And my business model is designed to educate and empower women in business so that this is a really positive up-leveling experience. Mm. So where to start It's really simple. So there is a trio of documents, the core trio of documents that every small business with an online presence needs. The first is your client service agreement. Now, I call it business T's and C's, T's and C's, your service agreement, your design agreement, your styling agreement. You call it what you like. But they are your business terms and conditions that you provide to your client in a certain way. Mm -hmm. 
that govern the relationship with your client. There's a few different ways you can do it. So, you know, you really need to dive in and understand what your obligations are and then have a look at your own processes and systems. But the key is that client service agreement, the most important document you will ever have in your business. If you have nothing else, have that. Mm -hmm. If you have a website, which most businesses do these days for the online presence, because that's that's the way we're going in business and and that's how most of us from home are building our presence and building our businesses. Yeah. We need website terms and conditions. They are different to the client service terms and conditions. This is what I get asked a lot. Now, they're very, very different. The website terms govern the rules about what people can and can't do on your website, what people mm-hmm. can and can't take from your website and what your liabilities and protections are on your website. Yeah. So if you've got a website, you need that. Think freebies, think intellectual property, images, a blog, all of those things need to be protected. Then this will come as no surprise to listeners, especially now given what's happening with, well, given what happened with Optus and now the the hoard of private health insurance funds, but a privacy policy. Yeah. So there's so many reasons why we need that. But let me just touch on what's going to resonate, I think, more importantly. You're building trust with your audience and credibility. So if someone lands on your website for the first time and says, oh, I like this, Kate, she looks great, let me have a look. Mm. If they do what I do and all of my clients now do and now your listeners will probably start doing and they scroll to the bottom of your website and they have a look for your T's and C's and your privacy policy, two things. If they see that they're not there, that either says you might be really good at running a business because you don't know your obligations or two, you don't care. Yeah. So we don't want that impression. And then when you dive into those documents, if someone sees that they're templated, they don't apply to you and half of it's irrelevant, again, you're sending a message that either I might be good at what I do, but I'm not good at running a business or I don't care. Yeah. You don't want that either. No. So it's vital to have first impressions count, building trust and credibility with your audience online counts. These things are important. So your business T's and C's, your website T's and C's and your privacy policy, if you only ever do those three things, you are doing really, really well. That's where to start. Those are the documents to start. And for the process, for the process to how do I do it, pick up the phone, have a conversation, click an email, send someone like me a DM. I have so many clients that reach out to me either on email or DM and say, hey, I've been following you for a while. I don't know what I need, but can you help me? Absolutely. And that's a beautiful way to start. Absolutely. I, love that. I get those too. You're just like, I know yeah. that there's something that you need to help with. What is yeah. like, yeah, just they know they need help. Exactly. Awesome. It's a but beautiful that's, place. To that's start. the relationship that you've built. And just um, that's, you know, that's where I found you. And that's why I've shared you with so many of my clients over these last few years is because of your online presence, the relatability, the down to earth, um, the message that you share and and your amazing newsletters as well. There's a lot of great um, knowledge in there. Um, and I think just touching on that as well is like that's they're, they're the fundamentals, but I think there's a lot of things that people don't realize. Like I didn't realize um, until I heard on uh, one of your reels recently about the podcast needs to have its terms and conditions. I was like, oh, that's new to me. Um, and yeah. then obviously, you know, retreats and online courses, like there's so many things that people don't realize. So I'd love for you to just, you know, share a little bit about that, Tracy, and what you're seeing and what gets missed or what people just overlook or don't think it needs, you know, a contract. I think it's two things. One is we don't know what we don't know. Mm. And then two, we don't think we need it because yeah. it's only something insignificant. Retreats are a great example. And this is one that's coming across my desk a lot. Women who are hosting retreats or going to retreats 
And I'm acting for both. People come to me for advice on both sides. Women yeah. that have been to a retreat and they say, oh my gosh, I went to this retreat and now I'm seeing my my picture all over social media and I didn't know that it was going to be there. And I was only in my, my casual clothes and I'm really self-conscious and unhappy with this and they didn't ask me and it has just destroyed the relationship. Mm. And then I'm acting for somebody at the moment, a beautiful client of mine, very long-standing client who hosted a retreat and someone slipped in the rain and fell. And the person who slipped and fell isn't prepared to take any responsibility for herself and the fact that she shouldn't have been running in the rain and she slipped and fell. It's actually got nothing to do with my client. We're completely protected. It's a, it's a venue issue, but that doesn't mean we don't have to deal with it. Yeah. But it's outlining all of those things in advance. So whenever you're doing anything with a client, chances are you need to have your T's and C's done for that. Retreats, absolutely. I'm seeing online courses a lot. So people launch online courses. They have these beautiful ideas and they've got a, a lovely aligned vision and they spend all the time in Kajabi or wherever they do it with the team and then they launch and then they get into trouble because someone didn't want to pay or someone got halfway through and then came back and said, I don't like it. I'd like a refund. And if I had known, I would have spent my money over there and I could have increased my profit by now. And I want you to pay me for the lost profit that I would have otherwise had. Wow. People do this. Who's got the time? Seriously. Oh. And I say oh. to people like you, Kate, as, um, this is new to you because you yeah. wouldn't do it. Yeah. But just because you wouldn't do it doesn't mean others won't. Yeah, yeah. You need yeah. to be protected because if that happens to you and you don't have protection, we need to deal with it. You need to engage me. And as soon as you engage a lawyer and you don't have any T's and C's or there's no contract or there's no agreement, it's a whole host harder for me to get my head around where the position is. That means it costs more. So whilst it might be an investment for you now, and undoubtedly it is an investment for you now at this point to pay to have your documentation and your contracts done. The cost of not having it done far outweighs it with the risk, but you're saving yourself money because when an issue pops up, you can be like so many of my clients, hey, Tracy, here's an email. Can you handle this, please? And I look at it and go, yeah, no problems. It takes me 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, just to jump on a call, let's let's sort this out. Let's work out what this is and get some clarity around what it is we're dealing with. I'm all over it. Yeah. You've got all your documentation. Yeah. That's one of one of the many benefits. Course creators, podcast hosts, people who write blogs, people who are sharing their beautiful imagery or work on websites, all of those things need to be protected. Yeah, I think that that's very important um, for my creatives to, to know that in my community. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's so interesting. I just think that so many people just don't realise that what, what could go wrong and, and where they need to be protected. Is there something that you think, and maybe we've sort of answered this, but that you think that people don't know when it comes to protecting themselves or any like misconceptions or things that you would sort of hear often? It won't happen to me. Mm. I don't need it. My business is small. I've been lucky so far. Nothing's happened. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to use yes. a template. I'm going to use my friend's documents. They've got a business that's the same as mine. Um, I hear that. I hear all of that. And I challenge all of that. So because it hasn't happened to you so far, you're lucky. Mm-hmm. You want to gamble? Go to the track, not your business. Like <laughs> yeah. that, that's a that's a better gamble. You've got better odds because if yeah. it hasn't happened, whilst there are no guarantees in life, I can promise you that at some point in time you will have an unexpected tricky issue that arises that your documents need to protect you from. Mm. So there's that. Templates and Google, no, um, yeah. just no. Yeah. What I say to my clients, and it's all through my messaging, and I'm very vocal about it. DIY is for Bunnings, not for your legals. Think about why we go to Bunnings to DIY it. 
because we want to do it cheap. We don't want to pay too much. We haven't prioritized it. It's not that important. Or it's the weekend and the sun's out and I'm feeling good. Yeah. None of those reasons are reasons to do your legal documents. You don't want cheap. My view is you pay, you, you buy cheap, you buy twice. A client yeah. actually said that to me. You don't want cheap. Mm. Back yourself. This is your business. Your risk mitigation strategy in your small business is your business structure, your insurance, and your legal documents. Mm. You can't afford to take shortcuts with those. No. Once you've got them in place, they're done. Mm. It's like the foundations of a house. And I say this to clients that ask me the question, if you go to your builder and say, can you please take shortcuts on the foundation, go cheap, don't worry about that, don't worry about compliance, your builder ought to sack you as a client and walk away from you because you are a nightmare and you are a liability waiting to happen. Same goes with your legal documents. You don't want to take shortcuts with those because they are the foundations for keeping your business protected. Yeah. Yeah. Great. No, I'm glad you touched on that because I wanted to talk about the, the template or the Google or my friend has, and I've heard all of the things over the years as you have as well. So And on that, when should we update our contracts, Tracy? Like how often would you suggest that we get those rechecked over, revisited? That's such a great question. So unless you're changing your service offering significantly such that it requires an update, Mm -hmm. my view is we look at these things once a year. Yeah. And I find either January or July, new financial year, a really fabulous time to sit down and cast our eye over all of our legal things to see what's current, what needs updating. I've actually designed an annual legal checklist, especially for small business owners. You can grab a free copy from my website. It is designed for this purpose so that once a year you sit down and you cast your eye over it and it will then prompt you where you need to focus. I need to update my client service agreements because I've changed my pricing or my offerings or my structure or my team, we've had some changes over the past 12 months. Let's update the documents to reflect where we're currently at. Or nothing's changed. It's all good. Everything's the same. Fantastic. Peace of mind. I know that I'm protected. So once a year, have think about it, carve out some time to think about it, or when you're making some changes to your offerings and your pricing. Yep. Good to know. So if anyone's thinking about hosting a retreat next year or launching a course or a podcast, get, you know, get back in touch with, you know, with Tracy or your lawyer to, to make that happen. Yeah, that's so important. And I just also wanted to ask you, because a lot of my clients are obviously in the design space, like interior designers, stylists, um, hosting events and weddings and all sorts of things that it's a bit intricate. There's, there's a lot of moving parts. It's not just to sort of, you know, there's, it's a more, I guess, complicated offering in a service-based business. Mm. So what is it, that you think is so important for them and what they need to have uh, in place. And I know that we sort of, we've chatted a little bit about that. I've just been, you know, around payments and different things. So I'd love for you to share what's really important and what you see sort of missed there. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to share that. The client service agreement or your business terms and conditions are the most important document for that business in this creative space. The most important thing that I see overlooked, people overlook it or just roll an arm over it or do really lightly, is what it is that is included in your services Mm. and then set out the exclusions. Because what is second nature to you and obvious to you is not second nature to your client and it is not obvious to your client. And the pain point that I see the most is when there's misaligned expectations Mm. about what it is that you will be doing and what is assumed based on a conversation. So you've had a conversation with your client about some custom purchases, for example, and the client thinks that you'll just take care of that. But in fact, because of your business and your time constraints and the way you work, you're not actually going to be there to accept deliveries or to do a quality check 
yeah. or take care of any, you're not going to flag any issues with the supplier. Or you might, everyone's different. You might know a heap of people that say, of course I would do that. Others will say, of course I would not do that. I'm not going to be there to arrange delivery. I'm not going to facilitate that. Mm. Either's fine, provided it's set out really clearly about what is included and what's not. And your relationship with trades, if there's any trades that are relevant to set up, yeah. who's responsible for communicating and liaising and coordinating? Sometimes it will be the stylist or the designer and sometimes it won't. Yeah. And I see both. Yeah. Provided it's clear, it manages the expectations and that's okay because it's not going to do you any favours. Mm. If your client rings you from work and says, I've got such and such on the phone, they're there and there's no access, why aren't you there? And you were never intending to be there, but your client assumed you would. Mm. Or vice versa. That that's, yeah. that's a big one. Cleaning is another big one and rubbish removal and just taking away packaging. Yeah. Is that a service you're offering? And some will do it. Yeah. Others won't do it, but they'll ask you to pay extra for the white glove service. Yeah. Client, some clients don't know what the white glove service is, so mm-hmm. they don't know to order it. Yeah. Those are the sorts of things I like to ask to cons- for you to consider and you to tell me how do you work and we make sure we put that into the agreements. Yeah. Then we need to make sure that how it is that you're going to get paid is really clearly outlined. Are we getting paid in stages? Are we doing deposits and progress payments? So how much are we asking in the deposit? Is it non-refundable? What happens if clients are late on payment? Are you going to stop providing the services? If it's not in your agreement that you'll stop providing services, yeah. can't do it. No. It's got to be in there. So those are all the sorts of things that clients need to know yeah. to manage that relationship and so that no one's caught out. And yeah. that you get to the end and you've got a really fabulous relationship with the client and the client's happy and you're happy and you move on, job well done, hand on heart, feels so good, and they've just referred you three of their friends. Yeah, and that's amazing. Um, and just going back to what you said at the beginning there, I think sometimes the basis of where these problems come up is, is especially with a lot of women I've worked with, is the people pleasing and wanting to keep it open-ended and not wanting to look like, you know, we're too sort of strict or serious and we want to just keep it really fluid and we want to just be easy and not, you know, not push back. And by doing that, we're doing both our client and ourselves a disservice because no one really knows what's happening and there's always going to be problems and issues. So I think that that's a big part of it, isn't it? And you've mentioned foundation and that's a big word that I use a lot in, in business as well is having those clear foundations, knowing who you are, understanding your service and process, having that mapped in your terms and conditions and, you know, being really upfront and conveying that to your client just solves so many issues, like puts out, like the fire doesn't get a chance to get lit because you've already, you know, you've already um, done everything that you can. But I just see this, um, I don't want to I don't want to feel difficult to work with, so I won't do those things. I've just seen and heard all the things, and I imagine you have as well, Tracy. So I have, and I challenge it, and I say we flip it around. We're not on a. We're not going to set you up from the beginning to be seen as the person who's pushing back and who's difficult and not easy to work with. But we are going to set you up as the woman who's got her shit together, who's professional, who knows what she's doing, and who you can rely on to deliver. There's a difference. Yeah. I wouldn't engage somebody who was too wishy-washy and nicey-nice with some very loose terms and conditions because that says to me you don't really know what you're doing. You might be lovely. You might be great at what you do, but you're not great at running a business. There's a difference. Mm. I want the professional. I want the professional who knows her stuff. I had to choose an obstetrician when I fell pregnant with my son. And I did all the due diligence and the research. You can imagine 
bunch of diligence <laughs> research that I didn't want. <laughs> yeah. You can imagine. <laughs> I went with the woman who had the really low reviews for bedside manner. She doesn't have a good bedside manner. She was rude. She was this and that. But I tell you what, she was clearly the best at what she did. Mm. I went with her. Right. I didn't want the nicey-nice bedside manner person. I wanted somebody that knew their shit if things yeah. got real, which they did. Yeah. I wanted the best of the best in there. That gave me comfort. Yeah, I love there that. There you go. That's, that's my analogy that I, I share with people. Yeah. And same goes for other people that I engage and people that I work with. Softly, softly, nicely, nicely, I've got to chase you up for your proposal and your, your T's and C's is sort of half a page and there are a few points that says to me, you just don't have it at the level I want. Yeah. And so I challenge clients with that. And so we're going to set you up. You can be flexible and fluid in your agreements. Of course you can. We will draft them that way. Yeah. And you can be lovely, but we want clients to have continuity of client experience with you from the first time they meet you or land on your website right until completion. Mm. And that needs to be achieved with documents that are tailored to you. Yeah. That work for you, that are your brand, that are your voice, and yeah. that are consistent with how you do things. It is no good using a template which doesn't represent your brand or your voice. It doesn't reflect the, the way you work mm. and what you do. So all of a sudden you've got this document, which you don't fully understand and get because it was never tailored for you anyway. Yeah. And then you're acting inconsistent with it and you're sending some real red flags to clients when you do that. Yeah. 100%. That can be avoided. We don't want that. We no, don't want that. That makes a lot of sense. And, and yeah, I think that that's, Hopefully, you're going to hit home with a lot of uh, a lot of people listening to this episode that are growing their businesses, that are evolving, that are changing their price point, that are investing money in brand and all of these other things and VAs. Like this has got to be the crucial bit, you know. A great accountant, a great lawyer, get the foundations right. It's all about the solid foundations to start with, and then things get to be easier going forward. They absolutely do. That's a yeah. beautiful way to say it. They absolutely do. You do the hard work now, and you're yeah. absolutely right. It's yeah. seamless and it's a beautiful client experience going forward. It is. It is. It just gets, yeah, otherwise you're avoiding the challenges that don't need to be there. And so is there anything else, because I want to ask you a couple of questions about your business, um, Tracy, before we go, but is there anything else that you wanted to share just that you feel is really important that we might have missed that you see happening often? Like is there anything else that you can think of? What I'd love to share is just the message that if you've gotten this far, without documents or with some templates or you've cobbled something together from Google, that's okay. Mm -hmm. We do the best we can with the information we got. There is no judgment from this point. Yeah. But don't be the person that sits back and thinks, oh, my gosh, I'm too embarrassed to reach out and have the conversation yes. because, oh, this is what I've done. Don't be that person. Mm -hmm. Own it, grab it, take control of it. Tracy, this is what I've got. This is what I need. Let's go. There's yeah. no judgment. We don't dwell on that. It doesn't matter. I get clients a lot that say to me, I've sat on this, Tracy, for six months or longer because I just, oh, I just haven't wanted to reach out, but I just feel that I, I should. Don't be that person. Mm. You don't need to be that person because that's you're taking a gamble on your business. Yeah. Your documents are protecting what you're building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very powerful. And I think um, Stacey, the accountant and bookkeeper that I interviewed a couple of months ago, she said the same thing. And I find that with clients as well. There's such a fear of, I don't want to reach out because of judgment, but continuing on with the head in the sand is a, is a very dangerous place to be as well. So I prefer to have the big girl pants. Hey, I've, I've doctored something up from Google. I'm here. Let's move forward and fix it. Tracy, you know, I think that that's a, a better, more, you know, proactive conversation to have. Absolutely. It is. It's empowering as it should be. And there's no looking back once you're there. 
Yeah, no, hundred percent. And and one thing I love about working with you and my clients have said the same thing. It's easy. There's no BS. It's just down to earth. We just get it done. It just, it happens so easily and, and seamlessly. So, you know, thank you. It's, it's been such a, a pleasure working with you. And I know that the relationship will continue for years to come as my business continues to expand, hopefully, or with all the things. <laughs> and I look forward to that very much, Kate. Yes. Thank you. And um, now just a little, just about your business. I just love to hear what you enjoy most about running a business or the best advice you've received. The best advice I've received in business, which I didn't take for a long time, was to back myself. It feels very motherhoody. It feels very cliche, but it's not. Actually really getting in and having the courage to back yourself. That's the best advice I've received, which took me a little while to give myself a a kick up the butt and take it. That's the best advice. The thing I love about my business is that I can serve my purpose, which is to enrich lives, both mine and my clients, in a really aligned way. Yeah. And that's a beautiful place to be running a business from. And I think that it's, it's not a place that a lot of women are running it from. It's from a, I have to grow. I have to scale. There's so much burnout. There's so many shoulds. There's so much guilt. And, and I'm, you know, I don't have kids yet, but I'm planning a business that if I do that at some point fits in with that. And like, you've done that as well. You can still run a beautiful, abundant business from that grounded place that serves you. But I think you really need to know who you are, what your purpose is and who you want to help. And just, I don't know, backing yourself, as you said, that's the biggest thing. I just see that, that confidence. And if you really, I think the confidence comes from knowing who you are, but it's spending time to do that. And when we spend the time doing that, it all just starts to flow. That's exactly right. It does. And taking the time to sit down and identify what your values are as mm. a person and mm-hmm. the values of your business. And I don't just mean honesty, integrity, authenticity. Yeah, that yeah. Everyone says, deeper. no, no, yeah. deeper. What your values are as a human and what your values are in your business. And they're mm. different. There's, there's overlap, but they're different. And when you're clear on that, you then, I find, you're able to block out the noise. There's so much noise on social media and in the yeah. digital space. But being able to block that out and, and remain aligned and purpose-led, I think, is what is going to make the difference between those that continue and those that don't. I've just recorded a podcast episode this morning, which will go live in a few weeks on burnout and Mm. why I don't think we should be working all the time, especially in the lead up to this time of year. Yeah. And the statistics in relation to small businesses that fail within the first five years, they're extraordinary. They're on one of my podcasts coming out shortly as well. We don't need to fall into that extraordinary statistic. Mm. we get clear on our vision, be anchored to our why, yeah. back ourselves, surround ourselves with the right people. And in my view, that's the formula to success. I 100% agree. I live by that as well. It's it's so powerful. And for those of you who want to hear, it's uh, Rise Up in Business is your podcast, isn't yes. it? All yes. The magic and gold that people uh, need to jump onto and have a listen, I think. There's going to be a lot there that uh, will be very powerful. And so we've, we chatted about the best advice, just on the flip side, the thing that you've, I guess, found the most challenging or advice you wish you'd listen to maybe. The thing I have found most challenging is blocking out the noise mm. and not trying to do all the things. Yeah all the masterclasses, the million-dollar business, um, being at all the events and showing up at all the, joining everything, you know, oh, my gosh, there's just, oh, just even hearing it, you go, oh, gosh, I want to just stick my head in the sand. There's too much. Having the confidence to just come back to the why and be grounded in your values. Again, I wish I had have known that earlier on because I did think I have to do all the things and be in all the places and join all the things and, oh. Yeah. Not everybody has to aspire to a million-dollar business. 
And not everybody so has to aspire to run a mastermind or to run a course. Yeah. Not everybody has to launch. You need to just be clear on what you're doing again, be anchored to your why. And it, it yeah. helps. It helps amongst all that noise. Does the sooner you work that out. And I I I understand that because I'm the anti-joiner. I've just stayed in my lane and and done none of the things that you should do because I just just cannot, just do not want to be a part of it. And anyway, I've just done me, my lane. And I think that's a really beautiful piece of advice because there's so much noise on be more, do this, be better, show up, real, like do all the things all the time. And and I find that sometimes the people doing those things are the ones struggling the most in business. And it's some that are just sitting back doing their thing in their lane that are just having a beautiful, abundant business because they just know who they are. They're not trying to spread themselves so th- so thin. Oh, could not agree with that more. Could not agree. And I find also it can be damaging to the brand. So if you're doing things that aren't aligned, like reels, let's just say yeah. your business is not aligned to jumping around and pointing on reels, but you do it anyway because you feel the pressure, you can yeah. be damaging your brand. Yeah. I, I literally won't buy from people now that I've seen doing that because I think you don't know who you are enough that you've got to follow a trend and you look silly. Like I just wouldn't, I will never dance and sing and point for anything for anyone on Instagram <laughs> ever, <Me too. laughs> ever. And I, and the trending songs. I don't care. I'm still going to play my Fleetwood Mac. I don't care what's trending. Like, <laughs> We're a Jimmy Barnes household here. <laughs> oh, I'm a big cold chisel fan. Don't worry. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So no, all of those things. And I, I think, honestly, Kate, um, finding the the right people to surround yourself in, yes. to surround yourself with, yeah. can make a, a real difference in that business journey and they help you cut out the noise as well. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. And lastly, any piece of advice that you would like to share? Any important parting words of wisdom? Tracy, I know you've given so many. I don't know if there's many left. (laughs) Reach out and have the conversation. Yeah. Pick up the phone, make a phone call, send a DM, send an email, reach out and have the conversation. And whether it's about your legals or whether it's about anything else that you've been putting off in your business because you think, oh, I've got that sinking stomach feeling. I just don't really want to. As you've said, big girl pants, reach out, have the conversation, get that stuff sorted. Mm-hmm. back yourself you'll do yourself a favor you won't regret it yeah no absolutely you won't and as I said from myself and from my uh my clients Tracy just makes it so easy and I know for a lot of the women I share with my community it's about it's about ease and trust and like the suppliers that I use and and recommend and Tracy is definitely one of those because we don't need things to be complicated we've all got enough going on in our life we just want someone who gets us respects us talks to us on our level and um just really has our back so Um, Thank you so much, Tracy, for the support I've had, my clients have had, for taking the time today um, to share your knowledge um, with my community because I know that there's going to be a lot of women thinking, and I'm sure some guys that listen as well, thinking, oh, I really just need to go and get some ducks in a row pretty quickly here. My absolute pleasure, Kate, as always. It's a delight working with you and the lovely women that come to me through your network. And I'm just delighted to have the opportunity here to hopefully make a difference and to shed some light for people that are listening, for people to just realize actually this is really important. If that's what we can achieve, then mission accomplished. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll make sure that um, all of Tracy's details are in the show notes as well, or we can find you at TM Solicitor on Instagram. That's That's where I am. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Tracy. I so appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Kate. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Please DM me on Instagram at Life and Business in Flow or leave a review. If you could go one step further and subscribe or share today's podcast on your socials, I'd be very grateful. Until next time, take care and thank you.